thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts, which are updated daily, and share those on social media. We appreciate that a great deal. We face the same censorship that many of you do so when you do share the articles and podcasts it helps us out a great deal really excited for the show tonight we've been talking about crime a lot on the show these past few weeks and we're going to continue that tonight Uh, we're going to have on former police officer burton brink who's going to running for assembly uh, 49th district there in los angeles california i'm sure he's got a lot of thoughts on uh, george gascone the radical da there Uh, along with a lot of the other issues going on in California and crime in particular. We see it all over the midterm election, so we're looking forward to getting Burton's thoughts on that tonight. You know, watching the news this past weekend, I saw the New York governor um, candidate, Lee Zeldin, actually had a situation at his house where there was a shooting right outside of his house. His daughters were home, and... um, They hid in the bathroom and called police. Thankfully, everybody um, was all right. But it just goes to show even um, someone like Lee Zeldin probably lives in a very nice area is not um, escapable from this violent crime that is hitting these cities from this radical criminal justice reform. I'm here in Illinois and Governor Pritzker is about to um, have that go into effect for our entire state. In January, we are the first state to have this uh, no bail, no bond criminal justice reform. And he actually has the nerve to come out and act like the communities are going to be safer because uh, murderers and rapists won't be able to bail out of prison, as he put it, completely ignoring all the other crimes that people are just going to be um, released right out of prison for. And we all know when there's no consequences, these criminals aren't going to show up to their court dates. Why would they? Um, There's pretty much no punishment for not showing up for your court date. Uh, This criminal justice reform that we've seen in these cities like Los Angeles, uh, New York, San Francisco, uh, who finally woke up and got rid of their radical DA, uh, thank goodness for them, uh, is just out of control and it's been a disaster. Rob, you're in New York City. What are your thoughts on uh, this criminal justice reform and uh, get me on retired police officer Burton Brink tonight? Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Like you said, I'm excited that Burton Brink is on tonight so that he can tell us what's happening in California. He's running for office as an assemblyman. Uh, as he had told us during the pre-show that he's going up against a Mike Fong who was who took over for Ed Chow, who is now, I think, with the justice system. And we know how corrupt the justice system is. But I too heard about Lee Zeldin. I'm here in New York. What happened uh, over the weekend? And I think that's very unfortunate. Now, he didn't know who these people were, but there was a shooting outside of his home. And I would think that he's living in a pretty you know, secure area. But that just takes me back to what happened a week before that when we had, when we had a shooting in Poughkeepsie, New York. A man was there at the Marriott Hotel visiting his son on college family day at college. And he and his family had gone downstairs to the hotel, I guess, uh, eating area for brunch. 
And this crazy man came in, was arguing with the uh, hotel staffers, and he just started shooting. And he killed this 52-year-old man from Long Island, a CPA. This man left behind his wife and I think three children. His name was Paul Cutts. He was 53. I said 52 or 51. He was 53. And your president, Andrew, well, no, he's not your president. He's the resident. Yeah, that's right. The resident, Resident Biden, came to New York, to Poughkeepsie, to meet with our liberal governor, Kathy Hochul, who's extremely challenged, who should not be in office, but she came to power after Letitia James, another corrupt politician, attorney general, decided to go after Andrew Cuomo. She scared him. She didn't bring any charges against him. She just said that, hey, we did some investigation and you know there was sexual harassment. So she scared him, and then the Democrat Party came in and said, you need to resign. So he resigned. So there he is out there mad that he resigned, and there have been no criminal charges brought against him, thanks to Letitia James. So by default, Kathy Hochul became the governor. Are you guys still following me? Okay, so you are? Okay, good. So Kathy Hochul is the governor. So she invites Biden to come to Poughkeepsie so that he could talk about his uh, Green Energy Plan and Inflation Reduction Act to sell that to the American people in New York. And they didn't even mention the fact that this man lost his life. 53-year-old man lost his life while he was visiting his son at a family day, Paul Cutts. White man killed by a black man. They didn't mention it. It wasn't important. It's not important to know that crime is all around us and that our district attorney won't charge these people because he wants to give them, as your, as your state is getting ready to do, no cash bail. So if you commit a crime, oh, you can get back on the streets. And we have seen this happen over and over and over again, and it will continue to happen. But resident Biden and Kathy, they couldn't mention what happened to this family. They couldn't even say our condolences to this family. They can't say that because the left won't allow it. The left does not care. The left does not care that there's crime in the streets. The left does not care that a black man killed a white man. The left does not care. The only time they care is when a police officer who's doing his job tries to stop a black man and the black man acts out and then the black man is shot. Now, some of you are saying, but what happened to George Floyd? Okay, we're not talking about George Floyd. What happened to George Floyd is unfortunate, but at the same time, all George Floyd had to do was be arrested. But that's a different story for a different day. Listen to some of our other shows, and I've explained that. But back to my story. Biden and Kathy Hochul didn't, couldn't even say to this family, our condolences. They wanted to pretend as if though it didn't happen. And the media, the liberal media, they're doing the exact same thing. They won't talk about it. The same way they won't talk about the black men that are out there in our streets causing wreaking havoc, wreaking havoc on a lot of our cities. The same way they won't talk about in Barack Obama's backyard of Chicago, black men and babies are being killed on a daily basis. This weekend, look at the murder rate. The same way they won't talk about in New Orleans, look at the murder rate. It is now the murder capital of the world. The same they won't talk about it in San Francisco. And who is at the top of the pecking chain? Black people. But we won't talk about that. 
because that's diversity at work. We won't talk about the criminal activity. And yes, you see crime committed by whites, but the over alarming number of blacks that are committing crime has got to stop. It is unthinkable, it is unconscionable, but we can't talk about it. So instead, we want to elect more of them into office so that this can continue. The mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, a black woman. The mayor of San Francisco, Bree London, a black woman. And New Orleans, a black woman. And DC, a black woman, Muriel Browser. In New York City, Eric Adams, a black man, but we can't talk about that because they're doing their best. Well, I'm sorry, their best just ain't good enough because too many people are dying in the streets and it has to stop. We can no longer pretend as if though it is not happening when it is happening and we see it. But the media, the enemy of the people will tell you that it is not happening. So when people like Burton Brink decide to run for office, what do they do? They try to dirty their names. They try to tell you that they're not good. Don't vote for them because he's a Republican and Republicans are racist. Never mind the fact that Joe Biden is the biggest racist that is out there. He said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. But we're not supposed to pay any attention to that. We're just supposed to roll over and vote for their candidates. Because as we know, the FBI and the Department of Justice, along with the media, selected this president, whom I refer to as the resident. Folks, it's time to wake up. It's time to get real. And it's time to push back. And how do we push back? By voting. How do we push back? By running ourselves, true candidates like Burton Brink. Burton, thank you for coming on tonight. How are you? Hi, Rob. Uh, thank you for having me. Andrew, thank you for having me here tonight. I'm, uh, I'm doing really well. And um, you're right. The reason I, uh, I'm running is I got pissed off at City Hall, for lack of a better word, and what the politicians were doing to the state of California and, uh, and my community. And it was time to have some real representation. I, you know, politicians forgot who they work for. They work for the people. And yet the, the politicians think that the people work for them. And, you know, being a law enforcement officer, I have almost 40 years in law enforcement uh, until I retired. And, you know, I, I know who I work for. I know who I'm here to protect. And, and I could be out enjoying myself right now with my family touring the country in a motor home and having a great time. But because of what's happening um, in, in our state and in our country, I go, well, instead of sitting there bitching about it, I'm going to get out here and I'm going to step up and I'm going to I'm going to fight for my community. And so that's what I'm here to do. And, you know, you were mentioning, um, you know, black people that have been in high prominent places. And you mentioned George Gascon, who is our D.A. here in Los Angeles County now, who beat out Jackie Lacey, who was a black woman that was an excellent D.A. Um, and she was a Democrat. And she prosecuted police officers when they stepped over the line, as she should. And he went on and how he got elected was saying that she wasn't uh, prosecuting enough police officers. And, you know, that's where we're wrong. Here was a very prominent uh, black woman that was doing the job that the people elected her to do. And then you have now a DA in Los Angeles County who refuses to uphold his oath and refuses to uphold the law and therefore is not prosecuting 
anybody, um, you know, unless it is so egregious that they can uh, they can actually do something. But for the most part, he's not he's not uh, um, prosecuting anybody. This is the problems that we have, um, not only in the state of California, Los Angeles County, but as you alluded to, Rob, um, the entire uh, nation. You know, we have it in Chicago. We have it in New York. Um, you know, pick a town, especially those run by Democrats, and you will see that the the experiment of uh, letting people out of jail, letting these criminals, career criminals out of jail. And as soon as they get out of jail, they're right back committing their crimes again and hurting us and hurting our families and and our businesses and making things worse. And I love your your analogy of the, the resident in our White House. And we need to fix this. And you're right. We need to vote and stop voting for parties and colors and, you know, races and sexes and everything else and actually have people who are voting research the candidates to see who's best going to represent them in their communities. You're right. That's what we need to do because people are so stuck on this identity politics. But when you look at it, there is no other choice, Burton. There is no other choice. Why would you? And I've said this on a number of our shows sacrifice your life or the life of your loved ones by voting for a Democrat, because that, in essence, is what you're doing. A vote for a Democrat is a vote for lawlessness. A vote for a Democrat is a vote to have your life put on the line. A vote for the Democrat puts a bullseye on your back, plain and simple. There are no ifs, ands, or buts. And as I discussed once before, these suburban moms were, well, you know, the Republicans, but when they talk, they hurt my feelings, and I want to be able to have abortion. I don't want to have an abortion, but I want the next person to have an abortion. Think about this. You don't have to worry about an abortion if the Democrats get into office, because you'll probably be killed on your way to get your abortion. So stop all this talk about, I want this, and they hurt this. Wake up and look at it for what it is. A vote for a Democrat is a death sentence. It is a death vote. You are killing yourself. You're going against your own livelihood. And it has to stop. We've got to wake up. And that's what I say about Republicans. They've got to start speaking truth to power and letting folks know this is what's at stake here. And you got to wake up. No, Burton, give us a little background story about the candidate that you're running against and how he came to power. Sure. So, um, I don't know if you know who Judy Chu is, but she is a congresswoman here in uh, Los Angeles County, has been in politics her entire life. And um, Ed Chow, who was the person who held the seat before for 10 years, um, was her puppet, um, as I call it, in this area. And um, in the last race in 2020, um, I ran for state assembly against Ed Chow and received the most, most votes any uh, Republican has ever received in this district. And um, that scared them. Um, I, I This is a 60% Asian district. And I even beat out a Republican who ran against Ed Chow back in, in the very first time Ed Chow ran. And um, I beat him by over 3,000 votes, um, that Republican um, vote count back then. So they were getting scared. And um, people were protesting his house because he wasn't doing what they were wanted him to do. And had those protests that had nothing to do with me. Um, I just found out about them when they when they happened, of course. And um, so anyway, long story short, Ed Chow got reelected in 2020. 
And um, literally shortly right after that happened, um, probably a month later, we caught word that he was going to be appointed a judge. So if you're going to be appointed a judge, why did you even run for office? Um, But, you know, it is what it is. So um, he waited an additional year and decided to take the position just before Christmas of 2021. And that sparked a special election, which had to be done within 90 days. And so the election was one day um, after Valentine's Day and two days after the Super Bowl. And to file paperwork and get everything in, they already, Mike Fong had already had his uh, um, stuff filed because he knew he was going to run in 2022. Um, I had not planned on running for office, to be quite honest with you, this year. Um, I had other plans. And um, when I found out that they were sneaking this in around the Christmas time when you had to get your your, um, signatures in to get yourself on the ballot, I literally had three days. um, I needed uh, 60 signatures in three days, and uh, I was able to to, um, come up with 688 signatures to get my name on the ballot in three days to make sure he had an appointment or had had someone to to, um, run against him in this election. Uh, special election that was on February. Sadly, though, he had already had a year advance notice that this was going to happen. I didn't. So um, I I was uh, running already behind. And to be quite honest with you, the special election, nobody showed up for. There's 250,000 people in this uh, ballots that are uh, registered voters in this district, and only 40,000 voters showed up to vote. So it's pretty sad when people don't even step up to vote. And that 40,000 is about uh, 13,000 less votes than I received in the 2020 election. So all it took was people to show up to vote um, like they did in 2020, and I would have actually be sitting in the state assembly. So long story short, this guy is a uh, also a career politician, Mike Fong. He moved into the district a little more than a year ago when he knew he was going to run for the office, a um, year and a half ago now, I guess. And um, and that's how he ended up becoming into this uh, uh, seat and and have it handed to him, for lack of a better word. So this will be the first election, general election for both of us uh, with a new opponent. He's never run against me before other than a special election and vice versa for me. But he is a Democrat, far left, progressive puppet of Judy Chu. And if you don't know who Judy Chu is, uh, look her up. She's done absolutely nothing. Um, but uh, she's she's controlled by the uh, Chinese Communist Party, and that should uh, make you scared already. Yeah, indeed. So the election is definitely uh, in uh, Burton's grasp. So if you're in L- or in California's 49th Assembly District, please get out and vote for him. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and special guest Burton Green. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. 
With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulvidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. So, folks, what Burton was saying we went to break is unbelievable. It's unbelievable, but yet plausible. Because we know how the Democrat operatives work. Rules for thee, not for me. They will create all these barriers that they expect you to follow, but not themselves. You think back when they were trying to recall Gavin Newsom, and they said that they had to have so many votes. I'm not votes, but so many names on a, a, a sheet. They were trying to toss him out. And when they turned it in, they said, well, some of the names were ineligible. We couldn't look at it. And this was happening and that was happening. And the person making this decision was a Democrat. So, of course, that person had a dog or a stake in this and didn't want him to be recalled. Because you would think that the way he has failed the state of California, the quality of life, crime, the city is dirty. It's filthy. You would think that people would run and say, we want to recall him. We want to get him out. The same thing happened with Gavin Gascone. Oh, the names weren't right, and this wasn't right, and this and that. Can you imagine what is happening? Can you imagine? The fact that this is taking place, that they were trying to secretly put someone else in, I am not surprised by it because this is how they operate. They have failed policies. They have failed their communities, but yet still they want to govern. And the people will sit there like cattle and go, okay, yeah, uh uh-huh, let's let them do it. But then you're suffering. You're the ones who have to go through it. When they had to shut down your kids, couldn't go to school while Gavin's kids were going to private schools. You couldn't open up your business while his friends were opening up their business. You couldn't, you had to stay inside while they were having rallies and riots tearing down the city. But they told you to stay inside and just look at it on TV. And it was it was by design because they wanted to put fear in your heart. Keep them inside, tell them to stay, watch TV, because if they come out, this is what's going to happen to them. If they don't bend the knee, this is what will happen to them. So you lost your businesses, you lost your livelihood while they were up partying. He was up going to the English laundry, eating fancy meals. Gavin Gascon was busy letting out criminals 
to make certain that you would be afraid to go out. And they continue to do it. It is time to wake up people. We have to stand for something, as Andrew said, or fall for nothing. We have to start standing up and pushing back. They want us afraid. They want us to be afraid of them. They don't want us to speak out. And when you do, they will try to silence you. That's what they want to do. But then they'll tell you they're all for free speech. No, they're not. It's only free speech when they can give the speech. And they want you to sit and shut up and listen and bend the knee. Look at the nonsense they're trying to run into our schools having drag queen hour. Why can't we have grandparents hour? Oh, we can't have grandparents comp. But they can have drag queens and they will even pay them. Why is that? Telling your kids, oh, you're not a boy, you're a little girl, you're not a girl, you're a little boy. And don't tell your parents we're going to call you something else. So just imagine if a pedophile were doing that, that person would be in jail. Well, used to be in jail. Because now I hear they're trying to redefine the definition of a pedophile. And they're saying people who like children. They're trying to mesh all this in together. We cannot afford to go to sleep. We cannot afford to sit back and not participate. So when I hear Burton say that within two days' time, he was able to get out there and haul ass and get the signatures that were required to go on the ballot. And that shows you the commitment. That shows you that he's awake. He sees what's happening and he wants to stop it. And not just for one election. He's telling us he had to do it for two elections. But see, any other person would have said, oh, that's too much. I'm not going to do it, which is what they want. They wanted him to do. But he did not do it. Burton, why didn't you concede? Why did you decide to keep going? Because somebody, had, like you said, somebody has to fight and do it. And there was nobody in position that I have since I had run in the 2020 election that even had name recognition, much less able to, to put a campaign together that quick. And yeah, I, I, you know, I had to, to do the, the special election. And at the same time doing the special election, I had to also do all the paperwork and all the financial filings to also run for the general election in November, 2022. And all our indications show that we were going to win the special election. So if I did not file my paperwork for the general election in 2022, I would have, and I did win the special election, I would only be in office for seven, eight months. Um, and then it was been for all for naught. So it was, it was important to make sure that the people had a choice and have a choice of representation and, um, and someone to step up for them. You know, as a law enforcement officer, I'm used to speaking up for people that can't speak up for themselves, that they don't know what to do or afraid to do. And I want to make sure that they know I will be fighting for them in Sacramento because I could care less what they what the uh, Democrats or even the Republicans that are rhinos up there that aren't going to do anything because I could care less. I, I'm not beholden to any party. I'm beholden to the people of California, the people of the United States. That is what my oath of office was when I signed up as a law enforcement officer. Um, and, you know, on top of that, I come from a family of law enforcement. My wife is a retired sergeant from the Sheriff's Department. I'm a retired sergeant from the Sheriff's Department. We have one of our sons who's a deputy with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. We have a nephew who is a police officer with the Burbank Police Department. We are we upheld an oath to make sure that we would protect our community and our constitution 
And that's what I'm going to do. And when I see people in Sacramento trying to squash that and trying to stop our voice, stop us from being able to uh, have freedom of speech, um, just because we're, when you have a superpower, they don't have to listen to you. And that's a, that's a problem. We need to have a balance of power. I'm not for a supermajority on the Republican side, and I'm not for a supermajority on the on the Republican side. I want to see a balance of power because that is really the only time the people have a voice. Because otherwise, it's going to be either far right or far left, and nothing in the middle. And I'm sorry, the majority of the people are in the middle, and they want to be able to be safe, come outside their house, be able to go out to dinner. They want to be able to wear, wear a nice watch if they've worked for it or drive a nice car that they have or if they have their business to be able to have a business that's not going to be a smash and grab 14 times a week because the criminals aren't going to jail. So the supermajority has caused this. The Democrats have caused this. The Democrats have failed the people of the United States. And, you know, you sit here and you look at the resident of the White House. And that should prove it. How fast did he destroy our country and make us non-dependent uh, or made us dependent on other countries for everything? Um, it took literally a, a swipe of his pen from first day of office and things started going downhill. Uh, our gas prices went up. Our food went up. Our inflation went up. Everything went up. So this is the problem when you have people who should not be in office and really are not in office. They are being controlled by the supermajority, and that means the people have lost. The people have certainly lost. Because when you, like you said, the country is in the middle. Unfortunately, the Democrats see it their way or the highway, which is extremely unfortunate. So you see what we have that's taken place now. As I said before on some of our shows, we have tried it their way begrudgingly. Their way just does not work. And you can look at it on a larger scale. You look at Venezuela, whom Biden, President Biden, is planning on going to on bended knee and begging them to give us oil. He failed with begging in Saudi Arabia. And yes, he was begging and he failed. And the media, they're giving him cover. They're saying, oh, no, no, it, it wasn't like that. Again, imagine, had this happened to Trump, they'd have been saying, oh, he failed. They would have been laughing at him, Joe Scarborough. Oh, they don't take him seriously. Oh, they put him in his place. They put Joe in his, no, they didn't only put him in his place. They slapped him down. Or did he fall down? Because he's not so good on his two legs. The man is wobbling and he's yet to have a cognitive test, but I digress. They slapped him down. Get back, they knew what they were doing. And they're laughing at him. We're the laughing stock because of this administration. They're laughing at us. They're laughing at us because of Kamala Harris, who said that we had a deal, a partnership with North Korea. Maybe it was a slip, but you don't make a slip like that. And if she did, and because she did, the media should have called her out and said, Kamala, stick to the script that your team has written for you. But for all we know, they did it on purpose. But this is a flawed administration. We're working with flawed people. And as a result, the country is tumbling down. It is stumbling down. We're at deficits. When we were told that Joe was going to be the unifier, we were told that. And Andrew, believe it or not, and Burton, 
there are people that are out there that do truly believe that Joe Biden is knocking a home run every time he steps out there. But if we had an honest media, they would report the truth and they would say, oh my God, we're in deep doo-doo with this guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. And it's like a trickle-down effect, which is really unfortunate. I mean, you're spot on, Burton, when you said that within the time he's been in office with the stroke of a pen, and I've, and I've always said this, a stroke of a pen, look at how he has just decimated our country. Look at the lives that have been ruined. And I often wonder, like the people that have been killed because of his failed policies. And when I say killed, I'm also talking about the 13 soldiers that lost their lives in Afghanistan because he so abruptly left without a plan. So they'll say, well, Trump is going to do the same thing. No, but Trump would have had a plan. Yes, he said that we should leave, but he would have had a plan. And when we left, we wouldn't be looking at going back. We wouldn't be looking at teetering on a war. And ISIS wouldn't be gaining control. And Russia wouldn't be in Iraq, not Iraq, but wouldn't be in Ukraine. And Saudi Arabia wouldn't say, well, we're not going to give you any oil. And we certainly sure as hell wouldn't be looking at Iran or Venezuela for oil. But yet here we are. We're doing it because of the failed policies of the Democrats, the demon of rats. And people think, oh, he's doing a great job. He's not doing a great job. Yes, the economy is okay, but we have inflation. And that's the reason why they're trying to raise interest rates. Yes, unemployment is down, but now they're hoping that people would stop hiring people and they would start firing because they're thinking that it will level things out. You have too many people competing for a product and there isn't enough. Why is that? Well, Buttigieg, Edge, who's supposed to be the person who knows about transportation, can't figure out supply chain. He's too busy with his partner trying to raise children. He's on maternity leave. He's trying to be president. No one wants to mention he was a failed mayor of South Bend. Oh, we're going to take those voices away because we don't want people talking. We don't want those Black people talking about how much of a failure he was. But why? Why can't we speak truth to power? Why can't we look around us and see the devastation in the land? And that's the reason why we need more people out there running. We need people to say, wait a minute, the likes of Judy Hsu, she's no good. They're just career politicians. And career politicians get you absolutely nowhere. Look at Barack Obama, who was a community organizer. Where did he get us? Absolutely nowhere. And he's not even trying to work with Lori Lightfoot on her problems in Chicago. He's too busy still trying to lob shots at Donald Trump. He's too busy still trying to say, that's racism, racism, racism. Like the boy who cried wolf. This has got to stop. November, people better run to the polls and take a friend and make certain, make certain that they vote. Red up and down. As you always say, Andrew, it does not matter. Just vote straight, straight down Republican. I don't care if you don't like them, vote Republican. I don't care if you think they're swampers, vote Republican. We can deal with them later. We'll put Marjorie Green on them. Oh, why put Marjorie Green? We have After Dark with Robin Andrew. We're going to call them out every chance we get, and we're going to bring on people like Burton Brink to call them out, and everyone else who's been on our show to keep them honest, because we know sure as hell the mainstream media won't keep them honest. But maybe, and perhaps, Andrew, if we give them a little healthy sell, maybe that will keep them honest. I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? 
I think it would. People like uh, Joe Biden, uh, perhaps even Dr. Jill could definitely benefit from a healthy cell. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, which is the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Rob and I did, and we're so happy we tried Healthy Cell. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins that come in great tasting gel packs. And you can go to HealthyCell.com. It costs nothing to go to the website, check out all the great products. You can read the reviews and find people just like yourself who've went to the website and had great success using Healthy Cell. And you could save 25% off your first order with the code OUTLOUD. So go to HealthyCell.com. You can use the promo code out loud to save 25% off your order. We'll be back with more after dark with Robin Andrew and assembly 49th district of California candidate Burton Brink. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Let the silent voices be heard. It was the rallying call that started it all. It's a wide spectrum of programming, from world and political news to societal and cultural stories, six amazing years of news blogs, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Folks, and we're back for the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew and our special guest, Burton Brink. Now, we've been doing a lot of talking about what's wrong with the country, what's wrong with New York, Illinois, and a lot of our other big cities and states. And we want Burton 
to tell us about the position that he's running for? What does it entail? What does he hope to do? And how will it affect the lives of California, as well as give us a little bit about his background? Go ahead, Burton. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll start with my background and I'll go with what I'm going to do. Um, I'm a retired sergeant with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. I actually started my career in law enforcement as a police explorer in 1977. So, um, yeah, I'm that old. Um, I went to uh, uh, Monterey Park Police Department in 82, and uh, then I became a, a deputy sheriff in 1989. And I worked out of the uh, Temple Sheriff Station um, for 18 years. Now, why are is this important? It's because I've grown up, I've been part of the, the 49th Assembly District since 1967 when my family moved here. I was four years old. And, um, and then I worked with law enforcement in every city that covers, or the majority of the cities that cover the 49th Assembly District. So I've grown with this district. Um, it's about a 60% Asian district. And, um, and I've protected this district. I've worked very hard to make the district safe. And back in 2012, um, they came up with a proposition, uh, I'm sorry, AB 109. And that was when they started the floodgates opening of letting criminals out of jail. And it moved every every party from uh, uh, state prison and brought them down to the uh, county jail systems. And the county jail systems are only made to house misdemeanor suspects. So the misdemeanor suspects that were arrested, um, they are now being sent out of jail um, and they're the ones that do your petty thefts and, and those little crimes. So that kind of started the, the wave of not only uh, letting criminals out, but the homeless population becoming a more of an issue. Um, then they went to Prop 47. A little background on Prop 47. One of the co-authors was Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon, um, who did this. And um, that basically made um, the majority of felonies, uh, drug offenses, um, uh, thefts, uh, big thefts, and moved them down to misdemeanors. And it moved our petty theft value from $400 to $950 per incident and got rid of our um, uh, petty theft with a prior, which means if you were arrested for committing a petty theft and you did any time in jail, and got rearrested for a petty theft, it now became a felony, and you would be doing a minimum of three to five years in state prison for that. The other thing it did is it started taking away our gun enhancements. Everybody's, all the Democrats are complaining we need more gun control, more gun control, more gun control, yet here we are, the politicians, the Democrats in charge, George Gascon says, no, you know, we, we don't need more gun control when it comes down to convicting somebody. So let's take those away and take those off the table. Um, and so basically for you to steal a firearm, which most firearms are under $950, unless you get a big rifle or something, um, it now made stealing a gun a misdemeanor. Does that make sense to you? How is that enforcing our gun laws? And, and, they're, and they're all up in arms over guns and stuff. So that's another subject that we can talk about in another time. Anyway, long story short, um, uh, the next thing that happened was, oh, and this Prop 47 was called the uh, Safe Neighborhood and, Neighborhood and School Act. And it was the last thing it had anything to do. It had nothing to do with making your schools safe nor your neighborhood safe. And then the last one was Proposition 57. And it, so AB 109, Prop 47, Prop 57, I call the criminals trifecta for the state of California. And that 
finished opening up the floodgates and letting basically all the criminals out of jail. And uh, and if you were a murderer, hey, go for it, you know, because uh, you only do about 10 or 20 years in jail anyway. So it really doesn't matter. And then they wonder why our crime and our homeless population is out of control. Uh, when Prop 47 happened and they got rid of some of the drug um, um, courts where people who had drug problems that were using drugs, that was why they got arrested. Um, they used to have uh, these these clinics that would help them with their drug addiction. Those things were removed due to Prop 47. So therefore, all these people who are addicted to drugs no longer have these facilities open that will make them go go get the help that they need. So what is Burton Brink going to do when he's up in state assembly for the state of California? The first thing he's going to do is going to allow law enforcement officers to actually do their job and do proactive police work. What is proactive police work? Proactive police work is for an officer to prevent a crime prior to it happening, which means they see somebody do something wrong, they're going to stop and talk to them. And if they have tools to commit a burglary or anything else, they take them to jail before those burglaries happen. Those laws don't allow the, those laws that they passed don't allow us to do that anymore. So law enforcement is no longer proactive, it's reactive, or what I have also term, termed as police officers are playing firemen. They're waiting for the fire bell to go off to go handle a fire somewhere. So they're waiting for the little bell to go off to go handle a burglary or a smash and grab or a murder or an assault or a domestic violence because they're not they're not going to do any proactive police work to try and help prevent these things. And so I am going to work at repealing Proposition 47, Prop Proposition 57, and work on AB 109 to try and and make a stronghold to where law enforcement and district attorneys can have the teeth again in the laws for your career criminals. People make mistakes. We know that. We know that there's things that need to be done to the criminal justice system. But when you have criminals, career criminals that constantly get released and are right back assaulting people, um, killing them, stabbing them, uh, raping them, uh, breaking into your businesses, um, that doesn't work. So let's get back to making people held responsible for their actions and get that done. The other thing is taxes are out of control. The state of California has a gas tax. I'm sure everybody hears about it. We've, we're paying now $2 more than most average person in the state of state uh, in the United States. And we have the supermajority that refuses to stop the state gas tax. And when you add the state tax, the federal tax, the excise tax, the user tax, the uh, storage tax, the start adding all these taxes, it's $1.50 more a gallon. And they refuse to stop just the state tax, which is 54 cents per gallon, to give immediate relief to the people that are suffering the most, and that's the poor. And remember, you mentioned earlier in the show, Rob, that the people um, the Democrats are supposed to take care of the poor people. And that's what they're doing. They're taking care of the poor people by taxing them more, making it harder for them to get to their jobs, making it harder for them to, to get enough money so that they can drive to the store and buy groceries, which are now inflated. 
everything is based off of our fuel costs because you have transportation costs. And if transportation costs go up, everything goes up. But for some reason, these politicians don't care. They've got their gas card. They've been career politicians. They have people fill up their tanks for them. They don't care. It doesn't come out of their pockets. It's come out of my pocket. It comes out of your pocket, Rob. It comes out of your pocket, Andrew. It comes out of every single listener that you have here's pocket. And it hurts. And I see my kids here trying to fill up their vehicles so they can get to work. And it's just like, hey, it used to cost $25 to fill up my car. It's now costing me almost $100 for the same tank. It's difficult when they're when they're unable to to make enough money to do that. And they're not going to be making that type of money because they're going to basically price themselves out of jobs. So this is this is part of the problem, Rob. Um, Andrew, we have politicians who don't know what it's like out in the real world because they live in their cocoon with their fancy homes and their multimillion dollar uh, um, budgets that, uh, you know, hey, another dollar fifty a gallon for gas doesn't affect me. Well, it does. It affects me and it will still affect me when I'm up in Sacramento trying to stop this nonsense that is happening to my community, uh, my neighbors, my children, and my, my future grandchildren. And yet still we have people on the left, like you said, they don't care. They could care less as to what's happening because they keep saying, vote for me, vote for me, I'm the real deal. They're not looking at the long-term effects because many of them will be gone and off the scene when it's our children, our, our grandchildren, who will have to bear the brunt of their bad mistakes, their bad policies that they're forcing down our throats. They're the ones who will have to handle the deficit by giving away, paying off student loans and putting it, moving it from one end of the column to the other, other end of the column to people who are paying taxes. We'll have to bear that. Some people didn't even go to college. Why do they have to pay for that, pay for someone else's debt? But Biden is looking at, oh, it's all about the vote. And that's what they're focusing on, the vote. You look at the illegal aliens that are coming in, they're looking at the votes as opposed to looking at what really matters. Americans come first. Gavin, not Gavin, but yeah, Gavin Newsom, as I mentioned, he's looking at, okay, I'm the governor now, but now he wants to run for the presidency. I mean, this guy has failed in California how can he even think about that? But for Democrats, it doesn't matter. He has a good grade of hair, so why not move him up so that he can continue destroying the country? At some point, people have to wake up and just say, forget about the party, forget about the affiliation, forget about the gender, and let's vote for the best person with the best policy. And that happens to be Republicans. They have the better policies. Because that's the only way this country will survive. That is the only way we will survive. How are you, how is your candidacy, candidacy being received, Burton? Oh, it's actually being received very well. I've, um, uh, this last weekend, I was at a um, church event, believe it or not. It was a law enforcement uh, appreciation day. And um, it was great being able to talk to them, but I've had a lot of events this, this last weekend. And um, I've spoken to Democrats that are um, tired of the Democrat Party leaving them in the dust. Um, they go, this is not our Democrat Party. And uh, you're going to be the very first Republican I've ever voted for. 
And I said, well, you're right. The Democrats did leave you, but I won't leave you. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or an independent or a Greenpeace or, you know, name, name the name the party. I'm here to make sure that our people are in control and not the politicians. The politicians are in control. And that's kind of what you've alluded to, Rob, is, is you know, the Democrats in the state of California. Let, let me explain it this way. The Democrats in the state of California have been in control for over 40 years. Um, and when I talk to people about that, they say, well, wait a minute. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger as your governor and he was a Republican that he won the election. So the Democrats weren't in control. Arnold Schwarzenegger is married to a Kennedy. He is controlled by the Democrat Party. He is a rhino, which is basically a Republican in name only. Right. Well, so therefore you had Democrats in control for 40 years in the state of California. And what has happened to the state of California? It used to be great. It used to be golden. It used to be where everybody wants to go. What's happening now? Everybody is leaving. People I've spoken to said, you know what? Um, as soon as I'm retired from my job, I'm out of out of state of California. I have many people from the sheriff's department that I've worked with that the day they retired, their house was up for sale and they've already bought a home in another state. Rather it be Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Idaho, Colorado, pick a state and anywhere but California. But the people forget that what happens in California will spread across the nation. And we're losing so many conservatives that it's hard for a conservative to win. But like I said, with these people I've spoken to this last weekend at uh, rallies, get togethers, going door to door, these type of things that we're doing, they're telling me I'm not voting for Democrats anymore. I'm voting Republican because I see the Democrat Party has left us. We need, as I explained earlier, people to vote. When we had in the 2020 election, two and a half million Californias, not Republicans, not vote in the election in 2020. And they say, why don't we win elections? Well, I don't know. We had two and a half million Californian Republicans that decided to not even show up to the ballot. So um, how are we going to win when nobody shows up? Um, and one of the people I spoke to at the church uh, uh, this weekend said, you know, I have friends that uh, say they don't even bother voting anymore because my vote's not going to count. And I said, that's the problem. They go, that's what I tell them. That's what we need. Everybody needs to tell their friends to vote and make sure that they vote for the right candidate that will represent everybody and not just one side. Very well said, Burton. We're wishing you the best of luck. Vote for Burton Brinken in California's 49th Assembly District. We appreciate him coming on the show and uh, sharing his story with us. We're wishing him all the luck in the world. And uh, as we said, guys, you got to vote Republican. Uh, if we don't get out and get to the polls, nothing's going to change. So you got to leave your house. You got to get out and vote. Vote in person. That's the way that we like it here on uh, After Dark with Robin Andrew. <laughs> Uh, we're all out of time, but thank you all for taking the time tonight. Joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. And go to AmericaOutloud.com. Click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 Talk Radio. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. 